What's up, everybody? This is Noah Kinsey. And Jonesy. And you're listening to the UFR Podcast. Roll it! Hey everybody, welcome to episode 57 of Upon Further Review. Ow, ow, ow. This week we're going to talk about the 1957 classic, The Bridge on the River Kwai. Not over the River Kwai, Noah? Not over. I kept calling it over. I think I've... Get yeah, right, sucker. I know. It's embarrassing. I'm over it. Okay. <laughs> I'm on it. What did you think of this brief two-hour and 41-minute movie. I'm just really stoked how short it was. <laughs> I mean, I wish there was more of it. Of like, that was it? That's like half a movie. Through the woods, I mean, the, the jungle, and then more running through the jungle. You know what I missed, though? Them running through the jungle. I know. I just, I wish they didn't abridge it so much, yeah. because I felt like you didn't quite get the gravity of how far away this Everything location was. was. Yeah, totally. And I was just like, fuck, man, you know what this movie really, really needs is more jungle. More jungle. It's kind of like in Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. It needed more walking. Yeah, I think. I know. Um, there wasn't quite enough yeah. walking in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> totally, right? I mean, it was so like from A to Z and nothing in the middle. I'm like, how did they get there? How the fuck? <laughs> and I mean, at the same time. In all honesty, like it was just long, dude. Oh, so long. But here's the thing: I literally, so my wife and I tried to watch this thing last night. Uh-huh. Well, I finished it. My wife tried very not hard. And bless her, <laughs> she didn't try very hard. She <laughs> was just like, "Oh yeah, I will." Sounds Ow. about right. Yeah. So, um, but after the movie's over, she gets up and she's like sleepwalking, talking to me, and she's like, "Did you like it?" And I was like. I'm if still they watching could, it. <laughs> it's still on. It's still going. It's not. Holy shit! It's not over yet. Um, I thought you were watching Animal Planet. It's the next day. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, basically, if they just cut, they could cut it down. Man. Yeah. If they cut this thing down to like two hours, even. Well, I would have been took, okay. It took 15 fucking minutes for all of those prisoners of war to get in line. Is that where that whistle comes from originally? Do you know? No. So it actually, David Lean, uh, the director, wanted them to, as they're marching in, he wanted them to sing Hitler has only got one ball. <laughs> Why didn't they sing that? Uh, but Fuck uh, you, studio. They thought it was too vulgar, so they did the whistling only version instead. OMG, bro. I would have I would have been being wide awake hearing that song. Yeah. Oh, I... If, when I was watching it, I watched it a couple days before you did, and I actually texted you uh-huh. when I was watching it because I didn't know if you'd seen it or not, and I had a question because I didn't really – they don't – the story doesn't really – you don't understand any context for the first, like, 35 minutes. Like, uh-huh. I wasn't quite sure where I'm like, there's a billion of them, only a couple of you – why don't just they by sheer, yeah, you? I'm like, you know how ants work, bro? Like, <laughs> by sheer numbers, you could have fucked all these guys up. Because there's like three people guarding hundreds. Like 300 people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that would have been a I literally super thought the easy. Same thing, man. <laughs> yeah. I literally thought the same thing. I'm like, why? Why? They're all still in their uniforms. Yeah. All of them. I mean,. But then I didn't understand the guy at the beginning where where he's like I I I'm sick. 
can you give me a sick day from mm-hmm. digging graves? But I'm like, you, but you don't have an accent like anybody else in this movie. What the right. shit is happening? There was just no context where I'm like, I don't really understand what's happening. I didn't look at the little uh, blurb ahead of time. Oh, I just, so you had no idea what nothing. this movie was about. You just turned it on. I just turned it on. Well, I mistake could, yeah, I because I had no context of anything. Uh-huh. I didn't know where they were. I'm like, all right, I've narrowed it down to Asia. But that's about it. It takes forever until you... Were I mean, the Asian guys that gave it away? Ba- <laughs> that was a dead giveaway. I'm like, all right, well, the three Asian guys have the guns on the 500 people, so I think it's Asia. Got it. But it wasn't even really until Tussie? Tussie? Until, until uh, Alec Guinness's character finally like agrees to work with Saito, where mm-hmm. you find out anything of what's going on. Like, it takes a couple times of him in the hot box to come out and have Saito having the drink or whatever and explaining Colonel until, Nichols. You, until you realize... Yes, yeah, right. Until you realize exactly what the fuck the point of the movie is. Like, what he's trying to have him do. I mean, I, in all honesty, I got it pretty quickly. But did you know the context or, like, the premise of the movie initially? Um, I knew that it was a POW camp. I knew it was about... Uh, a British group kind of getting captured and they ultimately have to build a bridge. So where did the American guy come from? So basically he was on a, a, a boat that got sunk and him and a Colonel swam to shore. Um, hence the whole reason where he basically, that guy died. The Colonel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the Colonel died and, Ultimately, he took his uniform and assumed that because they're better on colonels just due to the Geneva Convention. Right. So he was like, I'll last longer if if they know that I'm a colonel. And basically, that's how he survived, which I thought was actually a really good twist towards the end of the movie because yeah. we thought that he had a higher ranking. Right. And obviously, he did not. And when they were sending him back to go, ultimately... He was like, whoa, no, 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 no. I'm not even <laughs> the right guy for this. And it all kind of came out. There's a couple of scenes that I really enjoyed throughout uh-huh. this movie. But man, they um, could have abridged the shit out of they this. They really could have. And I think, but here, I mean, what year was that again? 57. So uh, they're making these like very long, sweepy movies, which are okay, you know, fine. I, I'll go with, I'll go on the ride with you. Um, Again, I think it's just tough because conditioned the way we are now on mm-hmm. watching certain things, it's just long. Like there's yeah. certain things that are just way too long in my opinion. And this replays all the time on cable TV. Does it really? All the time. Oh well, yeah, like they cut AMC. it down for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. the first time this it would be aired... like an eight-hour movie on <laughs> right. AMC. Yeah, with commercials and everything. For exactly. Sure. The first time it aired, though, they managed to do it commercial-free, um, so that That's way they could nice. show it in its entirety mm-hmm. in one night. Gotcha. You know, because it's under three hours. So, yeah, I mean, that makes horrible. Sense. I mean, so in all honesty, I think the themes of this movie were great. I think it's great. There's some really great scenes, some really great characters within this. Because for me, again, first things that I'm I'm usually coming at is I'm looking at character, I'm looking at conflict, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at change. Yeah. Right. Right out of the gate, and ultimately, the movie is about pride. Right. Hundred percent. Like hundred percent. Because he got lost in that. Right, and that's to me, you know, the very end of the of the movie. It's madness, because Warch again coming back, not the apocalypse uh, apocalypse version, right? But 
war is madness and it sure. changes people yeah. and you do different things in order to survive. Yeah. Right. Both I, mentally and physically. and physically. Totally. And what I really enjoyed about the first, I don't know, the first quarter of the movie in the setup. Here's the thing. When you make a movie, guys, listen, when you're making a movie, you're, you're setting up enough dramatic questions for us to, to kind of, Follow the carrot a little bit. Kind of, yeah, hook us into it. Right. So right to away see where we get that introduced flaw or character traits going to lead us. Right. So how, yeah, right away we get introduced to a train. We know the railroad. We get we we see that. Secondly, we get introduced to all these graves while the train is going by. So okay, we get a visual that uh, a lot of people died making this train track or whatever it is. Right. Then we get introduced to. Not even really our main character, by the way. It doesn't really feel like our main character in my mind. I, I had a hard time finding who the main main character mm. was throughout this film. Well, because it was focused so much on the American at first, and then he kind of disappears and for even a while. focused and on then... him that much, to be no. honest with you. It shifts point. I think it, he stood out as an actor. That's the one thing that I had such a hard time with throughout this three-hour movie is it shifts point of view so many totally. times. Yes. Um, it was where, almost two different movies. Right, and I think you could have made two very two different or movies. Or you could have done a mid... Uh, like a mini series where each episode was from a different perspective. That could have been kind of cool too. Because you had the Japanese guy, you had Nichols, and then you had the American, and they all had their own point of view that you followed in the story. And it definitely jumped around a lot where it kind of, right. almost like in Godfather Part Two, where it's kind of, sometimes it was a little like you lost the momentum of the film. And I, that's the part that I think where I felt was, was the reason why it was slow because you did, as soon as they shift perspective, shift per perspective, that's when it starts to get kind of boring for me. Yeah. Um, well, you have to reset your expectation for the pacing. Right, because you're like, well, what the hell is going to happen yeah. now? Because, again, the very beginning of the movie, we get introduced to Sheer, Colonel Sheer, and luckily he kind of plays almost like a narrator to what we haven't seen yeah. yet in the camp. And I yeah. think that plays well. Um, we can see that he's kind of disconnected from it all, yada, yada, yada. Um, and to which end... What I love the most is Colonel Nichols, the Obi Wan. <laughs> uh, I love his just just his moxie in this movie, man. Yeah, you know he he stood he was his resilient. super resilient to a point of like respect. Yeah, because what I love about that guy's character and Saito's character, who the guy who Saito is the yeah. guy that ended up obviously running the camp was that they were at such odds with one another and it took him some beating down to really kind of see like look it rules are rules yeah you play by the rules you get what you need ultimately and we can always bend rules little by by little bit but if you want this to happen and in all honesty at first i hated Saito. i was just like uh. this guy's such a jerk right and they they shot him in a way that almost felt hitler-esque totally and the way Especially that he talked and the way his uh -huh. hands moved and the shaking of it he, he really had this sense of hitlerisms if you want right just brutal but then at the same time what i love the most was the scene where he gets where where nichols gets out of the hot box uh -huh. and he starts bribing him in some way right like with the drink with the corn beef yeah. and the drink and whatnot and he's just like i lived in i was in london for 2 years learning blah 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 and he's trying to connect with them a little bit yeah. right because he doesn't want to give in because he's a man he doesn't want to give in because he knows well, and he he's doesn't right. want to usurp his like own authority right 
But there was a moment in that he goes, he goes, do you want me to die? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, that's that's legit, man. Because do you know what will happen if I do not make the 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 bridge? If they come on the 12th and I don't make the bridge, all of all of his anger and angst to get that thing made was because self-preservation. He was, exactly. He was afraid to yeah. he didn't he did not want to kill himself by the very end. And I was like, as soon as you get that, there was a bit of me that felt like, well, it kind of makes sense yeah. now. And so from that moment, we were able to kind of grow with Nichols and Saito, get to see eye to eye. Because they had mutual respect by they, the end. By the very end of it, they totally did. <laughs> and I think, I don't know if I really enjoyed the ending per se, because it all feels very, very rushed. It's all this yeah. long setup, all these long middle section, you know, long act two, even a long act like first half of yeah, act three. Total. And then the last half of act three, it was just like boom, 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 boom. And then credits. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, we didn't even get enough time to like really absorb what the nope. fuck just happened. After Maybe- saying like madness over. Yeah. Like, wait, <laughs> what? Madness. And he runs off screen and then boom, credits. Yeah. And I'm like. <sighs> you bastards, you know? Um, to me, the thing that I really didn't like, though, is the jumping of sheer story. Because yeah. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he he already escaped. He talked about escaping, and then all of a sudden, somebody gets shot. Boom. Guess what? I'm not and dead. <laughs> and then and I'm like, we didn't even see him leave. We didn't even nope. see any of this. Stuff. You want to spend some really cool time? Like, let's see some of that work yeah. out, right? Because for me, I'm like, well, how did he How did he go? He just ran off and just peaced yep. out. Um, no sneaking around, no nothing or whatever. It just, it cut from like one thing that was, I it was just one thing. And then it just jarred yep. into another direction. And like somebody got shot within like a couple of frames. Yep. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And then another person got shot, and then everybody's like running through the brush, and then another guy, you know, blah blah blah. And, and I'm then like, all of a sudden, he finds crazy this to me. village of these wonderful Japanese people. They're not Japanese, they're Thai. Oh, that's right, Thai. Uh-huh. And then he gets laid somehow, um, and <laughs> right? gets. And then they give get, him a boat, <laughs> but the boat doesn't even get him to where he wants to go without him suffering some. Right. And then he's chilling on and a beach with the dame. That's happening like these little vignettes. Yeah. You know, we don't even get to. There's be no with connecting where that. you don't even know. Right, and then after he gets saved, then we cut to a long bit of the bridge section, like a long sequence of like them working out the stuff with the bridge, and then all of a sudden, ta-da, he's back, and he's hanging out and having a martini and chilling yeah. and all this type of stuff. I was just like, I mean, come on. You know, Will. I like William Holden's character. Like, I like him as an actor. Yeah, he did great. I think he, he has this charm on the screen that works really well. I'm curious, though, just the time, if they had to, like, cut it down a ton. I'm hoping Maybe. that they had a bunch more of his story somewhere, yeah. and they were just like, "Well, we just got to get yeah, it in this there." This is a 12-hour movie. We yeah, got to cut somewhere. Cut it down. What's more important? Now let's learn about the bridge. And I think that relationship is very important. Uh-huh. Um, and I—that's the best part of the movie for me, in my opinion—is the building of relationship between Sato and Colonel Nichols. Ultimately, to the very end, because there was tension. There was a lot of different parts of tension for me of just like, oh, man, are they going to like do it? Are they going to deal yeah. with, you know, is, is it going to work out? Or they're going to see eye to eye. What's going to happen to him? You know, those types of things. And towards the very end, you know, they have this beautiful moment on that bridge. Right. And they and for the first time, you have Colonel Nichols that opens up to him. Yeah. And 
in some crazy way to me, you know, being where Colonel Nichols is in a in a in a POW camp, this being his life work. Well, that's how he saw it. He's right, like, and this that's is really interesting. This is going to be representing of British pride and right and uh, like you know honoring your work right and all this stuff and then he sees the dynamite cable right like what's this goes yeah what's this what's this what's this like there's 20 (laughs) things like at this point you should probably know what's this there's cable in there what's this (laughs) (laughs) there's cable everywhere (laughs) um the 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 thing that i thought was really cool too is you know we have a lot of pride as one of the main themes throughout this film but they they even say to me that the the heart of the film, which is be happy in your work, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody in this movie had that sense. Where you have uh, Colonel Shears, he didn't want he doesn't want to be there. He's he's just kind of there. Yeah, he's not he didn't happy even want to go back. Work. No, well, would, would you? No, come on, screw that. I'd have been like, fuck you guys. Yeah, but I like ain't going back. Like, what's I'll, the matter with you? It's over there. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you see that green patch over there? <laughs> Walk through it a bunch of millions of miles. <laughs> You'll find something. I promise you. Um, what was their exit strategy to get back? That's I. <laughs> I have no idea. Because <laughs> blow up when, the bridge and then just like and stroll then on out. <laughs> you know, no, dude, like that's a suicide mission. It is because to me, that's what it seemed. Well, it's so. It turned out to be a suicide mission, yeah, by the way. Pretty much. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But when they were doing that, I'm like, what? The people who are there sneaking to blow it up, what's their extra strategy? There is none. Yeah. I don't think there's. I don't think there was any. I mean, was Holden hoping that he would, you know, retire with that cute little Japanese woman that went with them? Oh, over their little love connection. Oh, all the Thai ladies that yeah. cruise. Really, this is the other thing to me. I'm like, <laughs> you guys, you guys get here, right? And the first thing you do is just start hitting all the Thai girls. That are carrying your shit, by the way, you know, and all the girls are like, yeah. "Ooh, I love." Well, there was that one especially that had the thing for Holden. All those girls had him. a thing for every single one of yeah. them. They're like, "Look it, we need women, not men. No more men. Yeah. We need this is women a, to carry our bags." This is a rescue party. This is not a sausage party. Yeah, okay. exactly. It's not even. Here's the hard. <laughs> it wasn't even a rescue party. No, it wasn't. This is a demolition party. Yep. And I'm going to plow as much Thai pussy as I possibly can. <laughs> I am probably not coming home tomorrow. Yeah. So, so let's you want let's do it. You going to All right. Game on. All right. Right? Yeah, like that's right, what it right. felt like. It was just like they're like marching through the through the fort, through the jungle. Let's fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's ultimately what it felt like. I don't know. I didn't I didn't really like it, but uh, maybe it was just part of the time. I don't but know. But they needed to add some of those, the females in there because the studio was worried there wasn't like a love story. Are you kidding me? That's why they put that shit in there? Yeah. But I mean, come on, Saito Nichols. Come on. Hello. You, there is that will they won't they tension. Dude, they the... shared a couple of drinks. Oh, they did. You know, a couple of nights. It gets lonely out there in the jungle. Yeah. Do you like the whiskey? Would you like some spotted dick? <laughs> Never heard it before. <laughs> I think you like it. Like <laughs> right? <how? laughs> like they they rub each other. Oh I promise. my god! Like and if they didn't, they shoulda, because they were longing at each other. I promise you. Yeah. You know. They oh, by the end, sweet moment. They had that the moment sunset. where it's like, yeah, you, they had the moment. You could tell. They're on the bridge. You're like, 
Remember that night, oh. the other night? We promised we wouldn't talk about that. Shh. Shh. Don't ruin it. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean, I liked the film. Yeah. I really did. I really enjoyed it. I just felt that there was things that lingered too long. Mm-hmm. And then and I there was some the stuff they focused on for a long time that it didn't really service the story. That, no. Or it didn't even add any. You know how sometimes like in The Revenant where it's a long shot where the heft of the shot just grows as you're in the shot? There was right. none of that here. No, it was just, not. and we're going to hold just because for two minutes. Just because. Um, yeah, I feel like most of this movie was just them walking in the f- jungle. Yeah. Um, if they cut most of those jungle walking scenes out, boom, boom. I think I would I think have you got a movie. Them. Yeah, of all the times for Holden to jump from one point to another, the walk the through walk the jungle, I would have been okay with. I would have dented his story, please. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty funny. You know, what's really interesting is when I first the first opening shots of this movie, I automatically went to uh, Google and I searched like. Steven Spielberg's uh, inspiration, like his favorite directors. This David Lean for sure, really is one of his favorite I directors. And I was just watching the opening. I'm like, dude, this this feels so familiar. Yeah. And lo and behold, there it is, Steven Spielberg. And I was like, that's pretty cool, though. I mean, obviously, how? So I know you are a huge fan of Lawrence of Arabia. I love it. <laughs> Which that I wanted more walking. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel like David Lean is just like, you know what? I feel like we should just pick up the camera and walk. <laughs> you, know? you know what they don't show in movies? Downtime. Yeah, like so there's a let's... lot of walking that goes on throughout <laughs> these movies. Let's just add more walking. I don't think the audience realizes just how much walking people do in a day. Let's do that. <laughs> let's just do that. And you're like, so you want us to shoot them walking? Yeah. How do you expect them to get from one place to another, asshole? Come on, dude. <laughs> they call it they call it a shoe leather when they get <laughs> B-roll like that. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bunch of B-roll walking stuff. Nice. A lot of shoes and, you know, shoe leather is what they call it. That's so funny. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, to me, um, do you, well, do you like this uh, movie better than Infinitely. Lawrence of Arabia? Infinitely. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, Lawrence was one of the most painful experiences of my life. <laughs> we don't talk and about I th- it. And I think I told you, uh, you weren't on that show, were you? I was not. Lucky. Um, so I had to stop and start it a couple times. And at the time, I had a roommate. And uh, my Blu-ray player was a DVD. But my Blu-ray player, if you just press play... If the DVD's still in there, it'll start back up where you left off. Uh-huh. Well, my roommate had taken it out, um, and I didn't keep track of the timestamp, so I kept having to fast forward to get to the spot. But because the film he specifically walks, if you're looking at the cam- at the screen from left to right, that's the only way they walk, uh, and they're in the desert, so like two-thirds of the movie looks exactly the same. <laughs> Maybe I was here. Yeah, exactly. Nope. So I'd stop, Maybe I was here. and then five minutes nope. later, I'm like, oh, shit, I already saw this part. So it took me forever to get back to my same spot again. <laughs> At least this one, they move from right to left and left to right on right. the screen, and there's more than just sand for a reference point. That's <laughs> You're like, did I see that branch before? Yeah, so this one had way more like marking 
right. spots, right. more notable spots where had I I watched all the way through, but had I stopped it, this would have been easier. Did you feel what? What did you think about the structure of the movie? I. I just I feel like that was my kind of going back to the whole pacing thing. I think because you're seeing so many different perspectives and you're almost starting from scratch because each one felt like they had different type of pacing. I felt like Holden had more of the fun loving American type pacing, where it was a little bit mm-hmm. faster, whereas uh, Nichols had kind of the stiffer British regal pacing, where with Saito it was more of just straightforward. Like this mm-hmm. is it. This is this is it. Like Efficient. no dilly dally. So, but I feel like those conflicted a lot. So for me, it just the pacing never really flowed in one way. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of jarring a little bit, and it sure. would kind of throw off the rhythm of my body to even just watch it. <laughs> I think like structurally for me, I when I watch movies, I'm usually like, okay, that's that's a big point for like end of first act. Yeah. I couldn't. Midpoint. I couldn't really I figure that out. No, me neither. And I think and just I because loved the start it, was so that. long that well, that I, wasn't really a first act. I'm a huge fan of not knowing where uh, uh-huh. you know a major plot point is shifting it into the second act or you know midpoint or third act or whatnot. Yeah. Um, mainly because I don't want to notice it. And I feel watching this movie, maybe it's because it was really long or whatnot, but it felt kind of makes it more feel more real too. Yeah, like you're just kind of in the world. Yeah, you know, I watch we, you know, you know, I talk about it all the time. We watch movies now, and we're like, it feels so like meh, 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 yep. meh, meh. They're checking off all the boxes. They really are, and you feel that. This movie, I felt I didn't feel any boxes. Nope. At all. No. And it just kind of flowed. If uh, to me, it flowed. Yeah, because really, the antagonist, kind of to your point earlier the antagonist is just war that's really all it is because at the end of the di- like we have our initial antagonist is Saito but then you but learn then his shift, point of view right and then that sh- point of view shifts and then the the more interesting thing to me is right when we learn that that point of view shifts then you have these guys coming to like take this bridge out and all that type of stuff and it's just like no damn it Right, because you so well. want them to they succeed. Now, yeah, you know, you want them to succeed through that. Um, so then I was just like, "Oh God, damn it, damn it! Why did you have to ruin Bridge? The fucking Americans ruin everything." I know, but it was a pretty cool crash. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's what I liked about it. Mm-hmm. And then all the Thai girls are all looking at me. He's like, "I had to do it." It's like, did you girls not know what you were signing up for? <laughs> They didn't speak English. They had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like, we love you long like, time. Like, he's cute. Duh. Who's that guy? <laughs> Let's just follow him anywhere. He wants to go in a swamp. Okay. <laughs> he looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it felt like. It felt Pretty like much. High school girls. Anyway, Especially with, man. like, the, the leeches, which were real, by the way. Were real leeches. It's like, the, really? You're still into that dude with, like, worms with teeth? Sticking out of his leg, really? She was just like, I love it. Like, whatever. I was bored at home. (laughs) Just bring these with me. Nothing else to do. But even with Saito, uh, the real-life person was actually highly respected and considered one of the more humane generals or leaders. So uh, I could see that. uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tusi. Um, oh, which is who Nicholson was based off of. Okay. Um, he actually spoke on behalf of him at the war tribunal for war crimes and uh-huh. everything. Um, but he died. spoke on his behalf before that. And it actually saved Saito from going to the gallows. 
But then when Tusi died, Saito actually went to over to England to uh, visit his gravesite. Wait a minute, they all died though in this movie. Yeah, Did they not all life. die in real mm-hmm. life. That makes mm-hmm. well, that's nice. Well, I mean, Nicholson just that's kind so of funny, is like and just like falls on the dynamite. Well, he well no, he got a grenade or whatever that blew up behind him. Yeah, well, the real life character based on that didn't die. Huh. Uh, neither did Saito. I was thinking, because I knew it was based on her true story, and yeah. I was just like, all these dudes died right here? It's interesting. Hollywood with, just like, kill them all. Yeah, just off them. Kill them, because we don't off want a happy them. ending, because it's madness. Madness. It's madness. So, But it's interesting how war movies tend to pick someone to be the villain and kind of rewrite history where they're not really the villain. Like in the imitation game, the... the um general or whoever that was forcing benny cumberbuns to like figure stuff out mm-hmm. nice dude he was actually on that real life person but, it's not, conflict, side. Though, but it's not conflict so they made him into an asshole huh i bet his family was watching that movie like hey yeah <laughs> you take that back he was a very nice man he was a nice man yeah. he loved the gays <laughs> <laughs> But they do that all the time. They change a lot of stuff. Even in um, American Sniper, there was no rival sniper. Like, that was completely made up for the movie. Like, the the Taliban sniper that they kind of have their little back and forth. Uh Not a real person. Did not exist. But it works for that movie. They could make that up, but they couldn't get a convincing fake baby. I know, right? Come on. Come on. Come on, son. Well, I mean, all in all, I enjoyed the film. Tighten it down. I think it'd be much better. Yeah. I would totally recommend it, though. Yeah. If you've never seen it, watch it. I mean, the cinematography is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Cinematography, I think, is really great. Sound design is really good. The bridge um, is cool. Yeah, the and bridge the crash is cool. cool. They actually used elephants to build that bridge, and oh. the elephants would cool off every like four hours in the river, whether they wanted them to stop or not. <laughs> well, which I mean, if I'm an elephant, I'd be like, dude. I'm doing. See all the shit I'm doing for you. I'm taking a break. Yeah, like I'm gonna take a five. I'm I don't see you peanuts, doing this, bro. I'm doing this Literally. for peanuts. Just <laughs> let me have my minute, please. Literally. So until much later, the three screenwriters only only one of them was credited because uh, Michael Wilson and Carl Foreman had been blacklisted in Hollywood for being accused of being part of the Communist Party. So because of that, what? the o- the sole writing credit. Um, wow. Who won the Oscar? By the way, um, um, went went to Pierre. I don't know how to say his last name. Boulet. I murdered that. I'm sure. B o u l l e. He wrote the original French novel, but he didn't speak any English. But he got credited because the other two that actually wrote the adaptation were blacklisted because of the freaking Red Scare. So retroactively, in 1984. So th- not like. Almost 30 years later, the Academy recognized the two other authors. Um, but let's see. Wilson didn't live to see this. He was already dead. And Foreman died the day after it was announced. Damn. So they did not get It's like my life work is complete. Curtains. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's what it seems like. Pretty much. And uh, the bridge cost two hundred fifty grand to make. What? Supposedly. However... Also, uh, their speculation actually just costed $53,000, but Lean was known for his uh, fancy accounting skills. 
Wow. And he was broke. He actually was broke going into this where once this got picked up, he got paid like 150000 in installments. But once this got picked up, he actually borrowed two grand from Columbia. So this dude, this dude is broke, like completely broke. What did he, why? Do you know? I don't know. I want to find Just, out that history. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. But he went, kind of going into the themes of why this is on the list, is he went to the extremes for this. For one shot of a sunset, he went 150 miles just to get that shot. Like, there's the sunsets everywhere, dude. Like, just pick a spot. Pick one. <laughs> Especially pick spot. wherever they were at. probably looked gorgeous anywhere. Yeah, and when uh, they finished with the uh, with the filming of this, with the principal photography, he sent this out. Um, where was it? How many? Yeah, five. He, he sent all the footage out in five different planes just to minimize the loss. So in case one of them... Didn't make it. He had plenty of footage. <laughs> That's why that dude's broke. <laughs> right. He's just spending frivolous monies yeah. on things. It's like, we got planes. Yeah. We got elephants. We're good for this movie. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> we don't have any more money to make the movie. Sure we do. Sure we do. Sure we do. We got planes and elephants. I told you. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see why he kind of he went broke. Well, he was broke before this movie. I know, but I'm yeah. curious why. It's bad investments. Maybe. Was he an alcoholic? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, well, so I think I think that's it. I think it does deserve to be on the list of best films I do ever too. made. I do, too. It's a really good war movie. I mean, mm -hmm. we've seen a handful of them on this yeah. podcast already. So, I, I mean, in all honesty, though. Would I watch it again? Nope. I'm good with one time, one time through, through, and I can appreciate maybe, it. Maybe once every couple of years I can watch it. Sure. Just out of appreciation. Right, but I can have it in the background while I'm doing something. Yeah. I mean, maybe scene study? Yeah. Could be kind of cool, but yeah. that's because we're film nerds. But if I don't I don't know if I'm just yeah, like, you know, know what movie I really want to watch? <laughs> no, I don't think I, th I don't think that would be the one. Guess what day it is this week? It's Kwai Day. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Oh, God, not this TGI movie. Kwai Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, fuck you, Noah. <laughs> that should be a shirt right there. Uh, TGI, TGI Kwai Day. <laughs> That's actually pretty fucking funny. <laughs> like, if you said it's TGI Kwai Day, I'd punch you in the dick. <laughs> I would literally punch you in the dick. I don't care what HR says. And I would earn it. <laughs> that yeah. would... You're like... HR no, Cindy, be like, no, Cindy. Did you say Cindy, it again? He, he, I deserve that one. I deserve <laughs> it, Cindy. You're good. You're good. Yep. That's pretty funny. So, so we did it. I think so. I mean, GG, man. GG. Hey, what's making you hard this week, Jonesy? Oh, what's making me hard this week? So, I got a really cool sex toy. Okay. Uh, which did I did not see that coming. Well, I haven't been really watching. No much. pun intended. I, I didn't have time to watch anything because I spent my whole entire week watching this damn movie. Um, you get a rabbit? No, man, it's actually pretty cool. My wife ended up getting this really cool sex toy. It's called like the Wee Sync sex toy. And it's really neat, man, because... Do you play the Wii with your Wii? No, it's kind of cool because it's basically... Uh, you've, you've heard of like uh, uh, vibrating panties, right? Those types sure. of things. I'm wearing a pair right now. <laughs> That's why you've been buzzing. Why do you, the whole yeah, time. I was gonna say, why do you, do you think you've heard a low tune humming? <laughs> uh, basically, the, this uh, this thing, my wife can 
can wear it or whatever because you know I travel around and things like that and it's hard to be intimate right it's hard to sure. it's hard to kind of do life those types of busy. things life gets busy or whatever but I can connect to that vibrator anywhere around the world on my phone through an application oh, really yeah so we can we can dilly dally and have a good time where I'm kind of pleasuring if you want you know having intimate time with her mm. while I'm completely someplace else you know what I mean so it was actually it was a very uh like frivolous buy but in all honesty it was fucking awesome <laughs> so if you guys if you guys out there in podcast land literally are trying to find new ways to spice up the bedroom you want to have a a fun weekend you you travel a lot and you want to keep try to find more intimacy within uh, your relationship, the We Sync man. We've been using it for like the last week, and it's <laughs> awesome, man. It's literally awesome. So, I would highly recommend that. And it comes with this really bomby fucking app, app, like an app, dude. And you can control the damn thing, like pulses or wavelengths and all types of stuff. Or you can use your finger. To draw really? on the screen and basically it vibrates. You know, the faster you uh-huh. do it, the faster it vibrates and up and down and sideways and it shifts within the, the chingus. I'm like, <laughs> this is awesome. Sounds interesting. Yeah. So the We Sync, I highly recommend it. What about you? That's literally what has been making me hard this week. Yeah, I guess so. We finally figured out. <laughs> what makes Jonesy hard? Wow. We Sync. So mine's going to be kind of a downer from that compared to that one uh fences uh-huh. denzel washington directed starred produced uh film funded funded everything. everything he did everything amazing uh absolutely amazing um i've seen a lot of screeners this last couple of weeks because i'm part of sag so i vote on the sag awards here in a couple of weeks so i get screeners and this year i've been not feeling most of the films that have been sent. Some have been some have been fun. Some have been dreadfully dry and boring, and just like no reason to be as bleak as they are. But Fences is phenomenal. It's a stage play, but the way that he produces it, it's kind of even when you're just stationary, it's still kinetic. And his performance, everyone, Viola Davis is amazing. Everyone's at the top of their game, and it's just so rich and powerful and compelling that's like man there are movies written to be movies that um that are just kind of sitting shit and just kind of are boring when nobody's really moving around but this movie that was written as a play just keeps you entertained and keeps you just in it and it's just amazing all right um i don't know fine i'll go gotta see jesus so that's that's what's making me hard this week well cool man well we did it. We will see all of you next week for, for sure. Forrest Gump. Oh, I love Forrest Gump. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. It's one of my favorites. Make sure you guys uh, hit us up on uh, our Instagram feed, UFR Podcast, uh, Twitter, those types of things. Twitter, like, share, Facebook, website. Everything. We don't ask a lot from you guys. Hopefully nope. you guys do like this thing. But the one thing that we do ask is for you guys to share, share, share. Spread the word, people. Really appreciate it. So next week, Forrest, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. We out. Oh, <laughs>